Hello, my friends. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Christopher Alam in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We are talking about the call of God, and yesterday we began to talk about the ministry of the apostle, and that is what I'm going to continue with today. We are talking about uh, the ministry of the apostle, and the best example of uh, an apostle is Paul, the apostle Paul. So we are going to we are looking at his life and his ministry to give us an idea of what an apostle is. And yesterday I began to say that an apostle is basically, uh, you know, a pioneer because um, we had the twelve apostles of the Lamb, um, the twelve, and that's what we talked about day before yesterday. We talked about the that in the Bible, in the New Testament, unless I missed anything, I believe there are twenty four apostles were mentioned. Twelve were the twelve apostles of the Lamb who were personally selected and trained by the Lord Jesus himself. And then after the resurrection of Jesus, there were twelve other apostles who were actually mentioned. And one of them was Junia, who was a woman. And uh, the interesting thing is that the first, in the beginning, the designation apostle was uh, only applied to the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Those were the 12 disciples of Jesus. But after the resurrection, um, that designation of apostles were applied to men and women who were sent out by the church to bring the heathens to Christ and to plant churches. That is really the simplest and the, the designation, uh, the simplest designation, uh, a simplest understanding of the ministry of an apostle, the easiest to understand. And it makes sense because an apostle is a sent one. He's one who is commissioned uh, to preach the gospel. And plus, he always points back to the one who sent him. And uh, so uh, that that designation apostle was basically used for men who and of course Junia, the lady who was also a, you know a woman apostle for those who were sent out to bring to bring the gospel to take the gospel to the heathen who had never heard the gospel before and to establish them and to plant churches that was the simplest most basic designation of an apostle okay now so uh, I'm I'm leading you uh, and the first point I was talking about about the uh, the study of the apostleship of Paul and uh, the first point was an apostle is a pioneer to people unreached by the gospel and we are still at that first point and I showed you a number of scriptures and I'm going to read you another scripture which is 1 Timothy 1.11 and this is, these are the words of the apostle Paul. He says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. So um, uh, Paul's, you know, Paul's entire life and ministry it was concentrated and focused around the gospel, the gospel uh, uh, of, of life, the gospel of salvation. Now, some of you might say, well, that's an evangelist. Now, we will come to it. You will understand uh, when I get to the ministry of the evangelist, you will understand the, the, the difference between the ministry of an evangelist and the ministry uh, of an apostle. Uh, the main difference being is that in the beginning, at the early stage, the, the ministry of the evangelist and the ministry of the apostle are, are very similar because they both began by preaching the gospel to the heathen. But the ministry of an evangelist ends with that. He preaches the gospel to the heathen and then it ends there. But the ministry of the apostle, it goes on further because it's also about establishing, it is about empowering. So, 
these are things that an apostle does, an evangelist does not do. So in the beginning, in the early stage, the ministry of an apostle and uh, an evangelist are exactly the same. They both go to the unreached and they preach the gospel to them. But for the, the ministry of an evangelist stops there. But an apostle, he goes further than that. He, he, he establishes churches. He builds them up. He raises them up. But we are going to go into that later. There's a, there's a very uh, fascinating subject. So um, anyway, so... In 1 Timothy 1.11, Paul says, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So Paul talks about the gospel as being like a precious treasure, the glorious gospel. Uh, in, in some other translations, it says uh, the gospel of God's glory, the gospel in itself, the gospel in the gospel message. It is glorious because the gospel message carries within itself the glory of God. And Paul looks at it as a treasure, a priceless treasure that was entrusted to him as an apostle. So one thing the apostle does, he carries the gospel as a precious treasure and he carries it to unreached areas where that gospel has never been preached before. And that is why I'm going to talk about it later on. You see how Paul even defended the gospel from people, from the Gnostics, from the Judaizers, from those who would pervert the gospel. And so defending the gospel and keeping it in its simplest, purest form is also part of the apostolic ministry. So anyway, so he, the gospel was committed to him. It was a precious treasure that was committed to him. Now, then Romans 15 verses 17 to 20. It's a, where it says here, um, where it says here, I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. Uh, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's, another man's foundation. So what he's saying is that Paul is saying that I'm not going to talk about, uh, uh, he says, if I'm going to uh, glory, I will only glory in those things in Christ Jesus that pertain to God. He says, I will not even speak about other things which Christ has not done by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and by deed. So his passion was to bring the Gentiles, the heathen, obedient to the gospel by word and by deed. Then he says, through mighty signs and wonders. That's a part of the apostles ministry. And that will be, uh, we're, we're going to go into that. He says, by mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. And that's another thing that an apostle does. An apostle does not build upon another man's foundation. An apostle, uh, if I was to go, say, to 
place like Tulsa or Dallas and there's many churches there, many Christians. And I would start a church there with uh, many, many Christians, you know, who are from other churches, they'll come and join. That wouldn't make me an apostle. Just planting a church doesn't make a man an apostle. But it is going to places where Christ has not been named, where the, the people do not know the name of Jesus. When you go to those places, then you can say, I'm not building on another man's foundation because there's no foundation there. There's people who are totally, totally heathen. So that is a part of the apostolic ministry. Okay, now, so the first point was um, point number one of, an, of the ministry of an apostle. An apostle is a pioneer to people unreached by the gospel. Point number two, an apostle lays foundations and establishes churches and leaders. And that is where, uh, as I said to you earlier, the ministry of an evangelist ends and the ministry of the apostle continues. An apostle lays foundations. He doesn't build upon any man's foundation, but he lays foundations and he establishes churches and leaders. First Corinthians 3.10 According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. So an apostle is one who lays foundations that other people build upon. That is, that is one of the keynotes of an apostolic ministry. An apostle would go to an unreached area where there's nothing and he lay a foundation there and others will come and build on that foundation. So if you go to a place uh, where there's absolutely nothing, nothing, people don't know anything about Jesus and you preach the gospel and people there for the first time hear the gospel and there's absolutely nothing there, but then you start a work and you lay a foundation, then others will come and build the foundation. Even if you don't build the foundation, even if you don't build the work, but you lay the foundation and others build on the foundation you have laid. So that is the ministry of an apostle. So an apostle lays foundations on which other peoples build. And, he is, and the apostle establishes churches and leaders. 1 Corinthians 9 verses 1 to 2. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you, for the seal of my apostleship are ye in the Lord. So as I said, an apostle lays foundation in 1 Corinthians 9, 3, 3, 10. We saw how an apostle, uh, he, he lays foundations in a place where there's nothing. But the second thing is that he... Uh, he establishes people. Now there's two things here. This is interesting in this uh, in these two verses, 1 Corinthians 9, 1 to 2. If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtful I am to you. It means an apostle is has apostolic authority only over works which where he has laid the foundation. So uh, uh, like, for example, if you look at the letters of Paul, he when he writes to churches that he has established, he speaks to them with a totally different level and depth of authority than when he writes to other churches, which he 
did not establish. So, you know, uh, for, for example, a guy like mine, uh, like I am, if I go to a place and an unreached area, preach the gospel, lay the foundation and plant churches, I can speak to them with a totally different authority then if you are a pastor, you have me as a guest minister and I come and preach there. I can't speak to them with the same level of authority as I can speak to churches that I have established. So you have a, an apostle has apostolic authority over works that he has established from scratch where he has laid the foundation. So, um, so he says, uh, for the seal of my apostleship are ye in the Lord. That means that the leaders that he established, they are the seal of his authority. The, when he goes to a place where there's no foundations, he lays the foundation, starts the work. He has apostolic authority over the work there. But the people, the leaders there, they are the seal of his authority. That means they are the evidence of his apostolic power and authority. It is the people. Okay. So, number two was an apostle lays foundations and established churches and leaders. Thirdly, an apostle has signs following. An apostle has signs following. In 2 Corinthians 12 verse 12, he says, Truly, truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So, there are signs of an apostle. That means the signs of an apostle are a continuous stream. And I'm not talking about headaches and backaches healed, but I'm talking about, I mean, look, thank God. Listen, a headache, you might say it's not a big miracle, but it's the greatest miracle for the guy with the headache. Okay. If a guy has a toothache, you, for you, it may, may not be anything. But for the guy who has the toothache, to be healed from the toothache is the greatest miracle of all. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an apostle has a, has, has a level of, of miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles that are out of the ordinary. So he says, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you. He writes to the Corinthians church, the Corinthian church where he had laid the foundation that he, has he had established. And he says, the signs and signs of an apostle were done among you. So there are signs of an apostle. So he says, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds, mighty, mighty works of God. Those are the signs of an apostle. So a person, a man or a woman who is an apostle must have signs following, extraordinary signs following. Okay. So in, uh, in, uh, let's see, as, and Romans 15 verse 19, through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So again, we read about extraordinary signs and wonders and miracles. So Paul preached the gospel with extraordinary mighty signs, wonders, and miracles. So an apostle has signs falling, powerful signs falling. Number four, point number four, uh, an apostle puts the church first and himself last. An apostle puts the church first and himself last. If you, if you read the ministry of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 9 to 20, he says, for I think that God has set forth us, the apostles, last. He didn't say first of all apostles. He said God has put us apostles 
last. That means he has put us right at the end of the line. As it were appointed to death, it means that we are the ones who have to die. We are the ones who have to suffer and to die. For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. Listen, Paul was the greatest of the apostles, but he also suffered the most. All right. So uh, sometimes, you know, it's sad because these days you have people who call themselves apostles and, and it's actually others who do the work and they've got uh, people under them and they're the ones who pay the price. They're the ones who get beat up. They're the ones who suffer. And those men are never mentioned, but the big shot is the apostle. That's wrong. The apostles are the ones who suffer and die. Now, uh, let, let me pause here first. Uh, am I an apostle? You know? Let me just say this about myself. Now, let me just put this. My guys who work with me work much harder than I do. I work hard. I, I'm a workhorse. But the guys who are with me, they work hard and they pay a greater price than me. They do. And I'm not just saying it. I mean it. So we can put it this way. I have doubts whether I myself am an apostle, Right. Because I do have, I have established many works and I've been to places where the gospel has never been preached before. They've never heard the gospel. I've had signs, wonders, miracles. I've established works and started churches. I've done all that. But this is one thing I've never done. Pay that kind of price where I am at the end of the line and I am a spectacle to the world. And I have not been there. But my guys have been there. So I, I always say this way, that... As a ministry, as an organization, my team and I, we carry an apostolic anointing and we have apostolic power and we have apostolic fruit. But I doubt whether any of us, myself or any in my team, is individually an apostle. If you understand me what I mean. I believe that together we carry the ministry of an apostle together as a team. We are an apostolic ministry because we go to places and places there's no, nobody else has been there, lay foundations. I've done that. Places all over the world, I've done that. And I continue to do so. But my guys who are with me, they pay a far greater price than I have ever paid. So together, although I individually may not be an apostle, I'm just a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. But my team, together, we have an apostolic uh, anointing and apostolic calling. We do an apostolic work. We have apostolic power and we have apostolic fruit. Now, that being said, let me go back to what I said two days ago, that it is not about titles. It is about the fruit. So together as a team, we have the fruit, we have the anointing, we have the miracles, we have all that to show of it. But is any of us in my team, including myself, worthy to say I am an apostle? I have serious doubts about that. Okay, so let us lay that to rest and move on because I, I want to look at the Bible as our only example. Okay, so an apostle puts the church first and himself last. It's a 1 Corinthians 4, 9 to 24. I think that God has set forth us, the apostles, last 
as it were appointed to death. He says, that's what Reinhard Bonnke said to me. He said, Reinhard Bonnke, years ago, we were sitting together in Norway, in Oslo, and he said to me, I asked him, Brother Reinhard, you know, about apostles. And he said, Brother, listen, apostle isn't the guy sitting on a leather chair and he gives orders to others. He is the first to suffer. He is the first to die. And he is the first to, uh, to pay the price and the first to go to prison. And that's, that's, that's an apostle. And so he says, Paul says, I think that God has put us apostles last as if we were appointed to death. That means we are the first to die. If someone has to die, the apostles are the first to die. For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. That means they put the disciples, they put the people first and themselves last. We are weak and you are strong. You are honorable, but we are despised. Again, the apostle puts the church and the people first and himself last. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted, which means we are beaten and have no certain dwelling place and labor, working with our own eyes, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it, being defamed, we entreat, we are made as the filth of the world and are the offscouring of, offscouring of all things unto this day. I write these things not to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet ye have not many fathers, but in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. So, if you read this, there's very few people who would want to be an apostle. He says, we suffer and hunger and thirst. We are beaten up. We have no certain place to stay. We labor with our own hearts. We reviled. We are blessed. We persecuted. We suffer persecution and all that. He says, so you may have 10,000 instructors in Christ, but you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. And that's what a spiritual father does. A spiritual father isn't someone who has a great influence in you, but it's someone who has really been through that and begotten you into the gospel. And, uh, yeah, and that's why you can't trade spiritual father. When Brother Hagen died, a great minister with a big church, he said, well, Brother Hagen, um, he was in a conference organized by another big word of faith preacher. He said, well, Brother Hagen, was my spiritual father. He's home with the Lord. So this man is now my spiritual father. You can't trade spiritual fathers. You can trade teachers, but not spiritual fathers. And he says, wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. So Paul is writing to these people for whom he has suffered and paid the price. And that is what gives him the right to say that he's their father and telling them, follow me. Now you must Keep this in perspective. Follow me. First uh, Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So it is not a question of following a man, or but following a man as he follows Jesus. You need to follow someone. You know, sometimes when you are going somewhere and you don't know the road, uh, you don't follow a parked car or you don't follow a car that is going to another town. You follow a car that is going to your destination straight behind him. So uh, that is what he's saying. He said, follow me as I follow Jesus. Just like I'm following Jesus, you follow me. He says, for this cause, I have sent to you Timoth uh, Timotheus, who is my beloved son 
and faithful in the Lord who shall bring unto you remembrance of my ways which be in Christ. As I teach everywhere in every church, now some are puffed up as though I will not come to you, but I will come to you shortly. If the Lord will and will know not the speech of them who are puffed up, but the power for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What he's talking about, you see, he's writing to this church. Okay, he's writing to the Corinthian church and there were other people who had come in there who were kind of posturing as apostles who 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 had like influence there and uh, had, you know, they were teaching and I'm sure they had taught some good things, but now they were posturing as apostles. I'm an apostle over you. And so, uh, and he's referring to that. So these people are puffed up uh, as if Paul would not come there. They're trying to take his place. He was the one who started the work. He was the apostle over that work. So uh, listen, you cannot take some over somebody else's work and be an apostle over it. You can't. If a, if a church... Uh, 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 you know, like for example, there, there are churches uh, which have uh, which have uh, have been started through my ministry, and there I have apostolic authority. But then our fellowship in Africa, there are other churches who join us. You know, join our fellowship, and or other church, churches that have been started by others. I cannot posture myself and say I'm your apostle. I'm not because I didn't beget them through the gospel. So there's a difference. I can speak to them as a leader and all that because they're part of our fellowship. But to speak as an apostle, that is a totally different matter. So you had these these uh, these guys who had come in and who were posturing as apostles over the Corinthians church, trying to lead them and trying to guide them. And then he says, and Paul says that, listen, these people are puffed up and they're acting as if I would not come to you but I will come to you soon and, and then you will know the speech of them who are puffed up. And he says, not the speech, but it is the power for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. He says the kingdom of God is not about words, but it is power. So that is why the ministry of an apostle is punctuated with signs, wonders and miracles, because the ministry of an apostle comes with supernatural power, supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. And these are the signs of his apostleship. So if a man comes and says, I'm an apostle, but he doesn't have the signs, wonders and miracles. And I'm talking about overwhelming signs, wonders and miracles. Then he's not an apostle because the kingdom of God is not just in word but it is in power. Hallelujah. And that's why I said that, you know, when it comes to the ministry of an apostle, nobody can just take a title unto himself and say, oh, I'm an apostle. He, it's not just a question of printing a business card that says apostle so-and-so, and then people, and telling your pastors, call me apostle. You know, that, listen, that does not make you an apostle. If you can have everybody calling you, oh, apostle, oh, apostle, and, or you have a business card with apostle, that doesn't make you an apostle. But it is what you have established and the people you have raised up and the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit that goes with it. Amen. May the Lord give us an understanding of these things and let us walk with them. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for your holy word. Thank you for your blessing upon us. And Lord, I thank you that even as we talk here today, there are men and women who are genuine apostles of the gospel. Use mightily 
all over the world who stand as examples to us. Lord, use them mightily for your glory and let what they have rub off on us so that we too can walk with you and serve you and you can use us also, Father. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are watching me, watching this, uh, this uh, uh, video. I ask you to touch them, touch their lives, meet every need they have. Let them be blessed in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you and I will see you again tomorrow and we'll continue on the subject of uh, the ministry of the apostle. God bless you.